Hello and welcome to Light Coaching Comedians. Here, there's no client confidentiality because, well, it's funny. I'm your life coach, Alexis Chardet. And today, I have a female comedian joining us. It will be so nice to get some feminine energy in this room, finally. And her name is Celine Whittington. Celine Whittington was born in the 90s, where she did acting and modeling, and she started doing improv classes by the age of 10 in San Francisco. Shortly after her college career, she relocated to Atlanta, Georgia. She was influenced by comedians such as Richard Pryor, Reed Fox, and Eddie Murphy, and she began doing stand-up. She's performed in comedy clubs all over Georgia, such as Cat's Cafe, Uptown Comedy Club, and Relapse Theater, all the way to San Diego's Madhouse and American Comedy Company. And now she's in Hollywood, California, bringing the funny to various comedy clubs, and most frequently the world-famous comedy store. I love that place. Sit tight while I get Miss Lean on the phone right now. Oh, Abby's ready for some comedy. I know, I know, sweetheart. I'll get her on the phone. You just wait. <laughs> well, hello, Celine. How are you doing this evening, darling? I'm well. Thank you. I'm so glad you're doing well. So let me ask you, do you prefer I call you by your name Celine or your comedian name Pink Fox? Um, my friends call me Fox. Fox, I like that. You're so foxy. Oh, thank you. Your hair looks gorgeous. Your edges are on point. Your makeup looks good. Is life good? I try to stay on the general level of fleek. Thank you. Oh, that's <laughs> that's yeah, one of my good. favorite words. I don't know who came up with that, but it's such it's just the way it comes off your tongue. Fleek. Fleek. You can make it sound oh. exotic. You can make it, you know, it's a fun word. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I agree. So tell me, my darling, is there anything you would like to talk about today? Well, I am uh, I am anxious to talk about whatever you want to talk about. I don't have anything on my mind. Um I mean, I could, I could tell you where I'm from and what I represent and all that good stuff. Well, know. let's start with that. Okay, cool. I'm, I'm Celine Pink Fox Whittington. I'm a stand-up comedian out of Hollywood, California. I'm from the East Coast, um, uh, Jersey. Um, and I am very uh, nervous. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not nervous. I am... Uh, at a loss for words because I've never done a podcast like this one before. So I'm just, uh, I'm ready to see what is coming up. I don't know. I don't know. I'm transgender. That's a big uh, marketing thing. People always like to include me because I'm, I'm the one trans bitch. I don't know. But uh, <laughs> the trans a, bitch. I like that. Yeah, I don't know. But I'm, the tra- I'm a transgender comedian and uh, just living life and enjoying it. And, um, Trying to be funny whenever I can be. I love it. So, is there anything that has been bothering you lately that you feel like you need advice about? Mm. Well, I just got my highlight right. Like, working with highlighter, 
Mm. Just got that figured out. Are you into makeup? Oh, absolutely. Okay. So, yeah. I just, like, I, I just learned how to, like, highlight and then... I'm working with, like, the powder and all that and baking and all that shit now. Baking? Yeah. Okay. What happens? You know what that is? I don't know that. I don't know that term. So maybe you can teach me something today. Yeah, of course. So basically, like, when you bake, it's it's a thing drag queens used to do that has now been, like, adapted into mainstream makeup. Mm -hmm. What you'll do is that you'll just, like, um, you'll put, like, uh, I'll show you what I use. Hold on. I'm like a YouTube guru and shit now. So I use just like, just like a, a powder, like a setting powder or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, it's called banana powder. I don't know. It's some cheap shit that I found for the discount, for the low, and it works. But you just put it where you put your highlight and you let it sit there for, uh, I, I, sit, I let mine sit for like five, six minutes. I don't really think you need to do it. You need to do it that long. And then you just kind of like dust it off and it gives your makeup like that full look. So, so by sitting it sitting it on your face, it's like really getting in the those pores. Is that the yeah? Way? It's okay. like it's it's baking into your foundation. Mm-hmm. You like put you do like your foundation concealer whatever, mm-hmm. and then you use it and it'll like bake into your skin. Mm-hmm. And so when it like bakes into your skin, you just dust off the excess powder and you've got like that glow all day. It's really awesome. Mm-hmm. See, I'm really See, into makeup. I love makeup. I think it is my mother. She's a cosmetologist, and so I used to watch her do her hair and her makeup all the time, and I love it, and it's so fun. But I also just, I really like, I mean, I'm all about women, like, you know, doing their thing, doing the whole Cleopatra thing, because Cleopatra, they say, was not a very attractive woman, and that really? she used makeup to seduce men, and that's why she was so powerful, and I love that concept of makeup, but I also um, love just being natural and, you know, loving myself more, so some days I don't really want to wear any makeup, I just want to, you know, shape up some brows and... Darken up those eyelashes and go about my day. I'm often naked face myself. Yeah. I just, uh, I wear makeup when I have to do something that's business related, like this, or mm-hmm. going on stage, or going to a show. Well, I cameras think, uh, make us look worse, I think. <laughs> they yeah, do. that's true, that's true. I also think, like, um, I don't know, whenever I want to, like, go and do something, I think it's funny to be, like, try to be, like, the sexiest dressed person there. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because you know how guys are. Guys, mm-hmm. like, stare at very pretty females and, like, the, the shiny thing that, that catches their attention. Mm-hmm. And me being transgender, I think it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> so I dress up and do my makeup and everything, and I go, like, the, the extra mile. Mm-hmm. And uh, then I go, like, handle my business out in public and... Mm-hmm. You know, but the thing is, guys usually like they always know because like I get on stage, I don't engage anybody or be like, you know, hey, what's up? You know, what's mm-hmm. your name? I'm not hitting on anybody. Mm-hmm. But I um, like when it's time for me to go on stage or whatever, that's my opener. I'm just like, I'm transgender, and if you can't tell, them these pills are working, and everybody <laughs> just dies laughing. That's my shit. <laughs> I love it. I'm like, Thank you. So you know, usually when like this, that shock factor when they hear that joke first, they're like oh shit we couldn't tell mm-hmm. and now you know and then I just I, I I bring it in you know real smooth and basically we have a conversation it's just me doing the talking but I you feel know, like you much. should be like I'm transgender gotcha bitch <laughs> that's funny <laughs> 
Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Maybe I'll write that in. Try that one time. See if it works. Maybe. I'll give it to you. Sometimes I give away jokes for free. Gifted. I appreciate that. But yeah, I I do that and then I go into like, you know, I don't like the word tranny. It's offensive. I much prefer build a bitch. I call myself a build a bitch. Oh, I like that. Thank you. So like when you see my Instagram, it says build a bitch workshop. Yeah, so, you know, I have, like, T-shirts and the logo and all that stuff. I just forget to, like, really push it. But I represent the Build-A-Bitch workshop. <laughs> and right now I'm, I'm just doing, like, the pink fox thing real heavy. So you see, like, fox emblems everywhere. It's really big on the back of my jacket. And then I've got, like, the P and the F right mm-hmm. here. And Yeah. So do you have an online store or anything like that? I don't. I will soon, though. I will soon. Okay. I, I really um have been more focused on just kind of getting on stage and putting the work in Mm -hmm. and then I'll like, I'll do merch or whatever. But I said that to somebody one time, I was like, yeah, I have, um, I have shirts that I'm working on and they're like, Oh, you're a merch comic. I'm like, what the fuck? I hate all those like names. How else are we supposed to make money? I mean, until you make it big time. I mean, even when you're headlining, Oh my gosh, hater, 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 drinking all that hater rain, eating a peanut butter and jello sandwich. I'm just saying, (laughs) Very true. Watch. And then I, once you get your merch store up, guess who's going to be buying your shit? I hope so. <laughs> I got bills. So, you know, let's um, let's hope that's what happens. I mean, I headline, like, a lot in San Diego. And if I go, like, out of town, like, out of L.A. and all that. And in L.A., everybody just features. Like, you know, you headline, but not me. Not, not really heavy. Not yet. Not mm-hmm. in L.A. But mm-hmm. when I go out of town... I'm the headliner and I always wish I have something to sell because people like I was in Vegas yesterday and people were like um did you see me walk past I'm like Pink Fox I'm like who's that <laughs> but they're reading the back of my jacket so mm-hmm. I'm just like oh okay that's how you know who I am because I'm not I'm not famous yet like I have an agent and stuff but mm-hmm. I haven't done like shit outside of Hollywood comedy and just traveling around doing stand-up so unless somebody's like a diehard stand-up fan yeah they you know they wouldn't know me yet um, yeah, I went to a show recently, and I believe the comic was local here in Phoenix, and he had this very, very funny bit about, um, other people's kids, and how he hates other people's kids, like, he loves his own kids, but he hates his own kids, and after his set was over, and after he was the opener, for, or not the opener, but, well... There was two comics ahead. One he opened for the headliner. And uh, after the show was over, he had t-shirts. And it was the most simple t-shirt I have ever seen. But it was so funny. Because all it said was other people's kids. And it had the big red circle and X through it. Oh my god, that's funny. (laughs) I'm pretty sure he did very well that evening. That's funny. So you could do something like that. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I've got like... um. So, like, you know, the Build-A-Bear logo? Mm-hmm. It's, like, the Build-A-Bear logo, but it says Build a Bitch in Blocks. Mm-hmm. And then it's got, like, a silhouette of, like, like a NASCAR lady. Like, you know, she's, like, really busty. Oh, yeah, like, like the, the stripper yeah. silhouette? Yeah. yeah, she's got, like, a ranch. The mud flap silhouette? Yeah, yeah, the mud flap. Exactly. It's always and, on the mud uh, I'm just, like, uh, Build-A-Bitch workshop, you know, because... Yeah, I mean, I am. I'm, I'm, I'm building a bitch. I'm not just building a bitch. I'm building a bad bitch. So, mm-hmm. you know, that's kind of how I'm doing it. 
I love I it. Know. I love it. Thank you. So since Thank we're talking you. about your career, let's talk a little bit more about that. So um, how are you feeling about your career? Are there any um, particular challenges that you're having right now, or are you pretty happy with how everything is going? Um, everything's going really well. I, I enjoy meeting everybody and uh, being able to do a whole lot of awesome shows with a lot of awesome people uh, that include me. I do a lot of, like, women-only shows. Um, I do a lot of, like, black women comedy shows. Uh, nobody uses the hyphen. Nobody is like, oh, you know, here's next coming to the stage a trans woman. Like, it's just like, oh, here's another woman of color, mm-hmm. Celine. And mm-hmm. that makes me, you know, that really makes me feel... Um, not validated, but like welcome, welcome. to the female you know? community. Yeah, I mean, you're a exactly, now. exactly. So it's like, you know, it's just I don't know. That stuff is is really what I'm here for. Um, I produce a show. It's called Pink Fox Presents. We just did our first one on Sunset Boulevard. Um, I want to say in January, like January 5th, and uh, we sold out the Ruby on Sunset. And I had a, some dope uh, ladies like. Um, I want to say headline, but nobody was really a headliner, like feature for me. And, uh, I mean, just being able to create another avenue for female comics to really come in and, like, do another all-female show and and just kind of, like, have a queen show, you know. There's too much male-dominated stuff and and whatnot. And so if I can make the world a better place by creating another space for us to be able to put our art out there into the world and, like, flourish, I'm going to do what I have to do. Absolutely, so, absolutely. Yeah. I love it. So it sounds like the career is Thank going you. well. Um, if you do plan to come out um, to Arizona, I do know that um, at the Ron Bronson's House of Comedy, um, they do have a show. I believe it's a weekly show. Um, I can't remember the name of it at the top of my head, but it is a show promoting um, the gay community, the transgender community, and all of that. And so they have um, they have gay, lesbians, transgender comics on there, and the comedians that are on it are amazing. I think you would fit in with it perfectly. That would be such a great opportunity for you. I do know that they... Um, pre-book ahead of time so maybe you can you know if you're planning a trip out here soon you can kind of reach out and see if you can get booked in that show because you would fit in perfectly no awesome yeah I look into it yeah it's an awesome facility too they have this one night there where they they do um it's called bingo and brews I did an open mic there that one night and I had no idea what to expect because I'd never been to this show before and it's literally a bunch of old people playing bingo but they changed it so how you play it is they have a comedian go up on stage for three to four minutes and the little old ladies hackle you to get you to say one of the words on the cards and that's how oh, wow. That's funny. It's pretty fun. That's so. funny. I like. I, I enjoy the whole heckling thing. I think that's funny. Oh, I, usually they give you material. It's like you know, yeah, heckling's yeah. not I've, what it used to be. I've never been heckled. <laughs> Nobody says anything. I mean, probably too I've scared because you're so powerful. I mean, I mean, just think about what you know. Not only. Um, any sort of culture that has been oppressed, whether you're black, whether you're Mexican, Native American, whether you're gay, whether you're a woman, whether you're transgender, whether you're Chinese, 
pretty much any culture that's not white has been oppressed. Um, I mean, and then the Jews too. I mean, you know, and it's like, so when you're in that category and you're a powerful person and you own your shit and you jump up on that stage and you walk up there in confidence, everybody's scared of you. You know? Yeah, I find that's what happens. Mm-hmm. <laughs> people, and, I have people talk during my show sometimes, and uh, like I, I just stop talking and I look at them and I'll be like, and then what happened? <laughs> like I've done that to some people before, and they were just mortified. Like I'm so sorry. I'm just like, that's alright. I'm just working. You know, fuck me. Yeah, and you know, it's, <laughs> I feel like there's really nothing anyone can say to tear you down because of what you've gone through, and you know we make our choices and we own our choices, you know? Yeah, of course. So I applaud you. Okay. So are you sure there's nothing you want to talk about? Cause I am going to pick a topic. <laughs> I'm down. At, let's do the bucket. Let's okay. We stuff. are doing the bucket. I should turn this into a dance. Okay. Tell me when to stop. Okay. Is that okay? Or stop? No, so tell no. me when to stop. <laughs> no, you don't have to stop. Go ahead. Oh, I'm I'm still going. Okay. Tell oh wait, you're shuffling. Yeah, I'm shuffling. I said, oh, tell oh, me oh, when to stop, not. and you said, okay. You gotta say stop. I'm sorry, stop. Okay, there we go. You don't follow directions very well. Fox. No, I don't. I'm sorry. Oh, here's a good one. <laughs> a social life. How is your social life going? Um. Yeah. My social life's cool. I have a, a living girlfriend, and I live with her, and, you know, she has a house, like, way on the outskirts of town, so I'm pretty, like, um, what's the word? I'm, like, reclusive, you know what I mean? Like, like a I, spider? I, yeah. I, I go out into, like, the world, and I do my comedy, and I, I do my stuff, and then um, I make my friends. I have friends, but then I go home. Like, I don't party and stuff like I used to, so, mm-hmm. you know, um, hopefully... Uh, I will, I don't know, attend more events that are meaningful. I don't miss, like, nightclubs and shit like that. I mm-hmm. I do miss, like, like you know, awards and stuff. So I want to do more awards. I want to hit more carpets and do more after parties and stuff like that. But, yeah, so as far as social life, it's, it's pretty, like, nah. I just, like I said, I just got back from Vegas. It was my friend's uh, birthday, and... Her and her husband are really dope, and they're like family to me, and my daughter is trans, and so it's like my little mini-me, and we spend a lot of time together, like the families. Um, so, yeah, they had the, or he had his birthday party out in a, at his family's house, and we we went out there and stayed for like three days, and we went to like the Dirty at 12.30, which was dope. Gabe Lopez is amazing. The Dirty 12 Dirty. The Dirty at 12.30. The Dirty at 12.30. Yeah, it's a comedy show out in Las Vegas. Um, Mm. It's basically like a rite of passage. (laughs) You you have to do the Dirty. Um, A lot of comics have gone through there. Uh, Gabe Lopez and Ralphie Mae started it. Um, Ralphie Mae passed away, but Gabe Lopez is still keeping it running. And it was uh, Ralphie's birthday was Sunday, so... You know, they, they, like, dedicate the show to him, and then they had, like, shots, and we all, like, drank and all that stuff, and, and it was amazing. It was really dope. The energy was, was wonderful, and the comedians were so funny, and it's just, it's a triple X rated show. It's the dirtiest comedy you could think of, and I'm a dirty comic. Mm. Um, I am a triple X comic. Pink Fox, like Red Fox. That's mm-hmm. where I get my name from. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's just, it's LA home. 
So yeah, my social you life is that. too sweet and innocent to be a dirty comic. <laughs> That's the one. It's the one. The well, one you know, dirty. Fox, I have some dirty jokes too. Don't tell anyone. <laughs> I won't. I'll give it to myself. <laughs> if they're good, though, I'm going to tell people. If they're good jokes, I have to let somebody know. Oh, good. But, Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. I mean, I think it's important to be versatile. It's important to be able to do clean comedy and be able to do, you know, live broadcasts where you have to worry about the FCC. God, I hate those guys. Um, but then, you know, on your own time, you know, in comedy clubs or your... your um, you know, your private podcast or whatever, it, you know, we're saying things people are thinking anyway, or they might think, oh, I didn't think about it like that. And that's what makes dirty comedy is so funny. Yeah. Yeah. I'm verse. Yeah. Are you drinking it's a bourbon down. there? Pinky's I am drinking whiskey. Yeah. What kind of whiskey you know, are you drinking? Oh man, this is a, this is gentleman Jack. Gentle lady Jack when it's in my house. But <laughs> I, uh, I, it's not my favorite. My favorite is, this is good, but my favorite is Angel's Envy. I'm a big, like, Oh, Virgin my person, God. Yeah. I had that. That is some strong shit, boo. Ooh. Yeah. I love, I love bourbon. It's Whenever my I, I have gonna... a sip of that, it's just so strong. My nipple hairs grow back right away. <sighs> you don't say. Yeah. Well, I wax. I have to pluck. <laughs> That's a problem. Nobody talks about me. Everybody has nipple hair. Oh, I talk about it. I am Italian and African-American. Really? Me too. And I think I have some Cuban. Oh, really? I'm Italian, Puerto Rican, and black. Yeah. Hey, girl. I had no idea. Hey, forget about it. It is. uh, I remember when my nipple hairs first started coming in, and I was just like, I think it was in uh, maybe like a sophomore in high school, and I was really um, into church then and I was in my uh, young life group and me and the girls were changing and I was just like, what is this? This is a nipple hair. Is this normal? My friend's like, oh I get God. those, but they're kind of blonde. I'm like, well, mine is dark. It looks like a whisker. Oh my God. <laughs> when you, uh, like, I don't know. I, I have to like, I'm not like super hairy, but I, I full body shave mm-hmm. and, you know, it used to take like an hour and a half. So I got that shit down to a science now. So it's like 15 minute thing. But, you know, you just got to wipe it all out. When you're Hispanic or you're yeah. like Italian or whatever, that shit is, is prominent. It's there. I you also know. Or get if these little whiskers on my neck. Like they just come out of nowhere and you don't see them until they're really long. And then usually someone else points it out. They're like, what is that? I'm like, oh, so embarrassing. Usually oh, I wear scarves on the show. I'm not wearing one today. I mean, I am wearing this hoodie thing, but if people ever wonder why I wear the scarves, that's why. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, I got, like, scarves and shit, but it's from years of shaving. But now I get, like, laser hair removal and all of that. Well, I have perk of being transgender. You get mm-hmm. laser hair removal and all kinds of shit to make you prettier. So Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then it starts to go away. Like, aloe, whatever, you know, lotion. I moisturize all the time. And, Yeah. Good Moisturizing makeup. is important. Good, good coverage, good All foundation. Right. I'm not sure how we went from social life to nipple hair, but um, okay, let's pick another topic. <laughs> this is a fun time. Okay, tell me when to stop. Stop. Okay. They're all stuck together. Well, 
I kind of want to pick another one because this one is regarding your... Well, I will talk about it. Your attitude. I think your attitude is amazing. Um, Thank you. You just are so positive. You're such a sweetheart. And and I could tell that you have owned your shit. You've owned what you've gone gone through and you're, you're doing it. Um, but is there any particular... Are you familiar with um, vibrational patterns? I'm wearing a crystal. Oh, I like that. So you're very familiar. Okay, so tell me, when do you notice that you get on a down wavelength, like a negative wavelength? When, when do you notice that happens? When I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know when I'm when I'm like when I'm hangry or something, and I really want food because I have cravings, and those cravings, if they're not fulfilled, I'm definitely grumpy. What I don't kind think of like cravings I'm, like, do you I'm have? Like for food and stuff, like I like um like it's just so weird. I crave pickles a lot. <laughs> you cook pickles? I crave pickles. Oh, you eat? I, I mean, yeah, pickles. I love yeah. pickles. So I crave pickles a lot. Um, I was craving beef jerky yesterday. So like mm-hmm. I went to the market today and got a whole bunch of beef jerky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so weird. Um, I crave Italian food all the time. Mm-hmm. But like also I'm trying to lose weight because I'm kind of heavy. Mm-hmm. Like not like heavy, heavy, but like I'm heavy for me. Mm-hmm. So I just kind of want to tone it down. And then like my girlfriend's, she's like, oh, you're not that fat. You know, it's all in your ass. I'm just like, thanks. <laughs> I appreciate. <laughs> I appreciate it's it. It's good to know. have a fat ass, though, Fox. I have fat ass. It's nice to have fat ass, but mm-hmm. at the same time, you know, it's nice and to look at the scale and be proud of yourself. Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm, you know, I'm in. I'm a couple more sandwiches, and I'll be in a different uh, mm-hmm. size category, and I won't be able to shop at Charlotte Russe and shit. Mm-hmm. Me off. <laughs> so, have, um, has a uh, weight always been a, a struggle for you? Or um, no, no, no. I I always been thick. I always had like, I don't know. I've always had like chest tissue, like mm-hmm. breast tissue or whatever. And mm-hmm. I've always had like big thighs and big legs. Mm-hmm. And it's just you know being on that, being on the hormones. Everything is like more pronounced. Mm-hmm. So like Absolutely. you know where it just was like like muscly. Now it's just kind of like mm-hmm. you know like now like I have a fat ass. It's mm-hmm. like I I wear boy shorts. So like mm-hmm. I could. I could do porn or model or something mm-hmm. and people would be satisfied, but I'm not that big. So yeah, absolutely. I do, yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, <laughs> obviously through your transition, you know, estrogen is important. So you can get that figure that you want, but there is such a thing as good estrogens and bad estrogens. Yeah, definitely. And when you get too much bad estrogens, that's when we typically gain the weight in the areas that we don't want. Um, so there are certain things that you can eat to help with, um, balancing those estrogens out. And there are little things that you can do with your exercise routine as well. Um, do you get a lot of veggies in your diet? Nothing but. I eat a ton of veggies. I really do. How about, um, veggies like broccoli and Brussels sprouts and cauliflower and cabbage? Getting those if in. I felt like walking into my fridge right now with my phone so you could see it, like mm-hmm. I, I have a whole thing of Brussels. So funny, like, because I eat Brussels sprouts the most in my house. Mm-hmm. So I keep a lot of them. And like my sister will bring me home, like she'll go to the market for something random and she'll bring me Brussels sprouts. So yeah, I eat mm-hmm. a bunch of Brussels sprouts. Good. I love, um, I eat like carrots all the time. Like mm-hmm. I'm always eating like baby carrots. Because, mm-hmm. you know, but I was bad over the weekend. So oh, I, happens. yeah, I was eating like a bunch of 
like not nasty shit, just mm. not the healthiest stuff mm-hmm. in between my meals. Mm-hmm. So, and how often are you eating? I snack all day, but mm-hmm. like I eat a meal like twice a day. Mm-hmm. And are I you like, uh, are you working out at all? I go to the gym every day. Have you ever thought about trying to intermittent fasting? I so okay, yes, but. I get lightheaded and my mood is everything. So like, I get cold, I get lightheaded, I get headaches. I I really don't want to start fucking with my metabolism in like a crazy way, like mm-hmm. to fast for like twenty hours or something would do something weird to my body. Um, so I'd rather just kind of like cut back on certain things, indulge in certain things, and just remain active. Like mm-hmm. I could probably, I do mostly cardio. Mm-hmm. I could probably do more, like, weights and stuff. Like, I do weights on my legs. I don't do weights on my arms because I don't want my arms to get, like, bulky at all. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't – I have on a jacket and a hoodie right now, but I really don't have big shoulders and mm-hmm. all of that shit. Like, I'm I'm very, like, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but if I work out, you know, we're Italian. We get buff quick. We <laughs> do. We do. Up, I don't so. think you should worry about um, – I mean – in my personal training career, that's like what all of my female clients were concerned about is getting bulky from lifting upper body weights. And you really won't unless you're doing what those, you know, those lunkheads are doing over there. So don't be afraid of upper body. Um, okay. And then as far as, um, you know, intermittent fasting goes, um, if you decide you want to try it, um, it's important that you take your time with it and it's in some people even suggest, you know, trying to do it only on the days that you're working out or, you know, do it for three days and then do like a strict keto diet or eat normal again. Um, I work out in the mornings. So for me, it was really hard at first to adjust doing that and then working out in the morning. So one thing that I would do was I would have like bone broth in the morning um, or make sure I just had like full fat or like a bulletproof coffee. And that's it. So if I was getting calories, it was only fat calories. And then I would wait until one o'clock or whatever to eat. So, um, you know, I would definitely research some strategies. And if you ever have questions or you want a second opinion, you can always come to me. Um, But, you know, when we work out so much, if we keep doing the same thing, our body eventually adapts to what we're doing and then our body gets used to it. And so if we don't switch it up again, you know, we have to constantly switch it up. We have to always keep our body guessing in order to get to the next point. Otherwise, we're just maintaining where we're, where we're currently at. Yeah, so we, definitely. You just got to figure out that next point of being uncomfortable to push your body to the next level. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm drinking, like, caffeine now. I've, I've never been, like, into caffeine. But when I was doing some reading, I found out, like, the weight loss teas aren't really good for you. And no. So, like, but the supplements aren't horrible. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, they say, like, hydroxycut is, like, okay, and and uh, something else is okay. But caffeine was, like, the number three thing on the list, and it was, like, supposedly really healthy for you. So I'm just like, oh, I could just drink black coffee every morning. Yeah, that's what that I all... do. I drink yeah. black coffee or green tea. And that's all I need, just yeah. a little bit. Um, do you like listening to audiobooks or... Um... Um, podcasts. Uh, I do listen to podcasts. Okay. I'm not. I'm not huge on audiobooks. I listen to podcasts. Well, there's this one guy. He's um he owns uh on it. It's like a supplemental 
fitness company, Aubrey Marcus. He has a really great book called Own the Day. And there's he discussed everything from positive habits, waking up in the morning to supplements, to diet or whatever. And I love that book because it was pretty much everything that I had taught my clients. Um, and then I even learned some stuff from it too. So you might want to check that out. Okay. I'll look it up. Yeah. So what else? Tell me. I'm going to leave this last bit of the podcast in your hands so you can talk about whatever you want. You can ask me whatever you want. I mean, it's not about me. It's about you. But if you want to ask, ask away. Um, politically, where are you at right now? Oh, labels are for cans of tuna. <sighs> well... If I had to categorize myself, I would say a liberal Democrat. Okay. That's pretty, that's average. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't have a, a title. I don't really go by that. I have some views that are on both sides, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but how do you feel about our current like president and the race coming up and all of that do you vote are you a voter yeah i'm a voter okay i don't vote you don't vote i've lied i've lied on podcasts and said, sure <laughs> i'll vote this year i don't vote i don't give a damn i, I, I did vote on this election there i there's lots that i actually haven't voted on i have i'm somewhat of a conspiracy theorist and me too so that's why i don't vote <laughs> yeah sometimes i you know think that my vote doesn't matter and sometimes i feel like it does matter and um, it does if your state wins, but if your yeah. state loses, it doesn't. So Exactly. That's how I feel. I'm like, my vote, I'm going to get out there. I'm going to go through all of this. I'm going to get in all these arguments with strangers for no reason when <laughs> my vote doesn't even count. You know, people are going to do what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, the presidency has been stolen a few times. Mm-hmm. People have cheated a couple times. And so... To me, I'm like, I stopped watching football. Like, once the deflate thing happened and all that shit, I was like, oh, man, fuck football. Like, I found out wrestling was fake when I was a kid. I was like, fuck wrestling. I, not like I hate it, you know. It's just, it's in a different place in my mind now. So, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, like, so you find out the candidate, like, uh, cheated or, you know, this race is fake or you get into, like, historical conspiracy shit and, and all these acronym agencies doing weird shit behind closed doors. I'm just like, ah, I'm going to get on stage and tell jokes and, and whatever happens. <laughs> I'm just going to ride the boat. You know what I'm saying? It's I'm our therapy. It's our therapy. And yeah. um, there's this, I haven't checked it out yet, but I saw on Netflix there's this show um, about comedians in the most dangerous places in the world where, you know, like America, we have freedom of speech, um, but in other places there aren't. And so there are literally comedians in these other countries that are risking their lives to make their people laugh and to try to make light of certain situations. And I do like the turn that I've seen in um, comedy, like Michael Shea's latest um, special on Netflix. He talks a lot about politics. He talks a lot about the racial issues. And I see, I think that's what really makes a brilliant comic. For one, I think it takes a lot of intellect to be a comedian. Um, I mean, don't get me wrong. There are some dumbass comedians out there, but, um, thank you for saying it so that I can remain wholesome, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, the truth, you need truth 
for comedy to work. And yeah. so if you can find the truth and you have the intellect to find the truth, that's what makes people people laugh. And so I feel like the best comedians are the smartest. They're well-educated. And I've been seeing a lot of comedians that at one point I thought were really dumb comedians. And I'm like, wow, they're actually really smart. D-Ray Davis is one of them. I thought D-Ray was a dumb dude. But he's actually really smart. His have you met D Ray? I have met D Ray. <sighs> he's a fun. He's a fun guy. <laughs> Shout out D Ray if you're watching this. Your your stand up was amazing, and uh, I mean he he was talking about the shooting incidents, and that's very touchy. But the fact that you can make you know not make light of the situation, but just make you think differently, have a different perspective about it. I think when you meet most comedians in person, it changes your opinion on them. Like, oh, absolutely, um, absolutely. Like, I met Charlie Murphy before he passed away. Oh, um, rest, rest Yeah, rest in peace. He was, he was, man, dude. He was, like, really Charlie Murphy. <laughs> you know, the rendition of him on TV, you're like, oh, okay, let's go see. I'm going to go see Charlie Murphy or whatever. I saw Charlie in Philly. And I went to the show. It was my birthday. And uh, I sat front row. You know, always been a diehard comedy fan. I'm a Murphy fan, for sure. Like, mm-hmm. Eddie Murphy's one of my biggest, you know. And I remember Charlie Murphy from Harlem Nights. I remember Charlie Murphy from some of the fucking credits that I've seen in the Chappelle show. And just seeing, like, him weaving in and out behind the scenes, you know, during his career. It's just really crazy. So when I met him, uh, I wouldn't take a picture of him. I had my mom with me. And, you know, this was... I, my mom is a very, very pretty lady, and uh, I was like, oh, you know, oh, it's Charlie, and at the end of the show, nice to meet you, whatever, and uh, I was like, can I get a picture, right, and he was like, that's your mom, and I was like, yeah, he was like, yeah, you get a picture, I was like, all right, this nigga's going to just hit on my mom, <laughs> but you know what? I take it for the picture. Thank yeah. Rest in peace. Like, mom took fucking hilarious. Like a team. Yeah, he just looked at me. He was like, that's your mom. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I take that. That's a really, right. that was a really good impression <laughs> of him. <laughs> so, you know, he, he's really cool, man. Uh, I love, like, you know, like I said earlier, I'm named, I named myself after uh, one of the greatest to ever do it, uh, Red Fox. Mm-hmm. And just watching all the behind the scenes stuff and, and you know, knowing where he came from and, and hearing him talk and, and knowing what's authentic and, what, and how he really feels about certain situations and political shit uh, as far as, like, racial issues. Like, you know what I mean? Not like, mm-hmm. you know, which president, because I don't think he's talked about that kind of shit. But, you know, I, I loved that he kind of played the middleman with certain situations. Like, uh, he got one, he's got one joke where he's like... Uh, I read in a magazine that all black people carry knives, so I went out and bought me one. Like, that shit's fucking hilarious. It's like, who thinks like that, you know? He was like, uh, uh, nigga tried to rob me one time with kung fu. Isn't that funny? Nigga tried to stick up a black man. I'm like, oh, he was talking about being, you know, versus, nigga versus being black way back in the day. People still don't know what that is, mm-hmm. you know. It's different. Yeah. You hear Eddie Griffin get on stage and be like, I'm a nigga, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you see other people, like, identify with being a black person, not mm-hmm. being a nigga, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's just mm-hmm. kind of like you got both sides of the spectrum. I'm definitely a student of the game. I have mm-hmm. favorites. I'm just, I mean, I love Richard Pryor. Mm-hmm. Everybody does. Um, I have, like, 
all of his uh, all of his works. I have some of the behind the scenes books, and I've seen like pictures and all this stuff. Man, just walking into the comedy store for my first time was like walking into a museum of, mm-hmm. of a subject that I've been studying in school. It was just something. It was like uh, a kid that studied studies archaeology to like walk into like the fucking I don't know paleontology exhibit in the most renowned dinosaur museum or some shit like that you know you like you, you walk in you're like wow well, i read about this dude mm-hmm. oh my god there's pictures on the wall like you could feel the energy in some of the rooms and it's just like man you know anytime i'm on sunset boulevard i i get i, I well up a little bit because i think in my head i'm like richard Pryor walked down the street you know mm-hmm. red fox was on the sidewalk mm-hmm. it's crazy you know to be in I the same the place as these people store. i love it i really do i really do and uh that was like the first place in Hollywood that I ever went on stage and did a show. Like I, I did an open mic, and uh, <laughs> Brian Moses, who does the roast battle, mm-hmm. he's the uh, you know who I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. He does like he's like the the referee for the roast battle, and he's just really really funny. Him and Jeff Ross are awesome. And I was on an open mic, and uh, he heard me at a different place, and he uh, he came over to me at the end and was like, "You're really funny. You should come by my room." And I was like, yeah, I'd love to, you know, where is it? Because, you know, you're thinking, like, open mic, shit like that. This motherfucker put me on a show. <laughs> he put me on a show at the store. So I was like, I was over at the dojo, uh, dojo of comedy in, in uh, Sycamore Tavern, which is renowned, too. A lot of people go there, a lot of comics. And uh, I was supposed to be on this one show that a friend of mine had told me he was going to put me on, but he had booked so many comics that, you know, I remembered, oh, shit, I got the invite to go do this other room, so... I'm not going to hurt anybody, you know, if I if I dip out on this, it's not going to, like, fuck me later, you know what I mean? Because sometimes when you have to back out, people are like, oh, never booking her again, but it wasn't that type of thing. Mm-hmm. So um, I hit up Brian, I was like, hey, I'm on Sunset, you mind if I come up there? And I'm thinking it's an open mic, no bullshit. And uh, he put me on, like, the roast battle lineup, just, like, as a comic in the beginning, without even, you know, so, like, I, I skipped a lot of steps, but... I got up there and I just handled mine, um, and then I, you know, I did the show again, and then I did a roast, and it just was awesome from there. I mean, you being able to be in a fearless, darling, fearless. <laughs> I love oh, I didn't it. give a fuck. So when I grabbed the mic, I was like, "Oh, they done fucked up. They done let me in this motherfucker." <laughs> <laughs> like I, I was just ready to go, you know. And I started out with the same shit. I'm transgender, and if you can't tell them, it's a pill to work in. And I don't like the word tranny. I much prefer build a bitch. I'm a build a bitch. And I just started going into my coming out story and. You know, where I'm from and, and how I was raised and dealings with people and what it's like to be a woman in a man's world and what it's like to, to for people to perceive you as half a woman and not a whole woman, but not a whole man. You know, mm-hmm. you just you're kind of in that middle ass area where people, they kind of have a little bit of respect for you. You know, if guys find you attractive, they can't speak on it or else it's some type of fucking voodoo shit. I don't know that they're worried voodoo about. Shit. Yeah, it's weird. Mm-hmm. But that like, I don't get that guys walk up to me they hug me i get so much love and i like women that's not even like my thing you know what i mean mm-hmm. like i would date a guy if the guy was really feminine like i would date like a femme guy like you know like a like a like a twink or something you know like long hair he's he's got to be like one mm-hmm. a, a month and a half off doing the pills just like me like mm-hmm. he's he's got to be like you see him from profile and you're like oh that bitch is fine and you turn mm-hmm. around and like oh <laughs> <laughs> I like that kind of shit. I don't give a fuck. But I, uh, you know, I, I, the guys, they see me to other male comics, um, like, uh, around the store and shit. They're just like, 
hey, what's up, Fox? You know, give me hugs and shit. Good to see you, girl. You look good. Like, I'm like, oh, shit, thank you, you know. And I'm respectful. Like, I put my hand out to shake hands because I don't know. I don't ever want to offend anybody. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I know how I feel, but, like, I'm 100% woman. You can ask anybody that knows me. There's never, like, a time when... Like, oh, you know, you catch a bitch profile sometimes and, ooh, like, no, I'm I'm all woman. I carry myself with the utmost, you know, femininity and respect and all that shit. Um, but I'm down to earth. Like, I'm from Jersey. My, my you know, I'm just, I'm really down to earth and I'm chill. So when I uh, I, I see them and they go to embrace me, I'm just like, oh, you know, like, get the fuck out of here. Give me a hug. And they, like, hug me and chill. I'm just like, oh. I'm a hugger now. <laughs> yeah, you know. But then, like, you know, then, like, as a woman, I got to mm-hmm. draw a line because motherfuckers Absolutely. be trying to hug me all the time. Yeah. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. okay, you know. Or, like, I don't notice that people, like, stare at my ass or whatever, but I've had my ass smacked a couple times, which is not okay. Oh, that's just not been, okay like, Yeah, just, like, sometimes it's kind of weird, like, just because you have to, like, let people know that you're approachable, but at the same time be like, I'm approachable, but not that approachable. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, don't smack my ass don't like grope me or something because you feel like i like it no none of that shit because it's not that kind of party exactly so you know you girl thank you good for you it's my my comedy life in a nutshell Mm -hmm. well i appreciate you sharing your story thank you i am going to challenge you to get your merch up and running okay (laughs) that's the next step because you are representing um something that our world needs and you're doing it with confidence and class and dignity and you, I appreciate that. you need to brand that and i mean you already have branded it but you need to get it out there make money off of it you thank you it. so thank you. I, I just you know i want uh the last thing i just i just want other like little trans girls and boys and, and non-binary people um you know, just know that you have some type of representation. You're not by yourself. When I found out about what it means to be trans, uh, I sat on the sidelines for a lot of years. People that would see me now would be like, where'd that come from? But like, I was always, I was always female. I just, you know, I, I presented male for years. And uh, after a while, you, you kind of got to, you realize that, you know, it's your people at war and you, you got to get off the bench. You really got to like, put your sword on and your fucking helmet and you and you got to get in to the fucking fight and, and represent. And that's that's all I want to do. I just want to let people know that they have somebody else to represent for them. Good, because I am glad. And you know what? When you radiate love like you do, you receive Thanks. so much love. And that's why I think the world is so receptive of you, because you radiate love. Thank you. I appreciate that. Mm-hmm. All right, my darling. Thank you so much. I want to talk to you again soon. And when I talk to you, you better have that website up. <sighs> you better have that merch online. Yeah, definitely. And We're working on it. I will be the first customer to order a Build-A-Bitch t-shirt, okay? <sighs> Sounds good. Sounds good. We'll get on it soon. All right, my dear. I will talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. you for listening to life coaching comedians get in touch with pink fox on our website 
at www.lifecoachingcomedians.com. Don't forget to come back next week where I'll be diving in deep with another comedian. Because on Thursdays, we do therapy. Therapy Thursdays. Until next time.